These are some of the major stories which made the news this week in The Hunter. Anthony Albanese was sworn in as the country's 31st Prime Minister on the back of big wins for Labour MPs in The Hunter. Sharon Clayton achieved a comfortable win in Newcastle, while Pat Conroy also saw a swing to Labour and won another term in Shortland. In The Hunter electorate, Dan Rapicoli will inherit the job from retiring MP Joel Fitzgibbon. He said Nationals candidate James Thompson put up a good fight, but locals can see through the coalition. So the Nationals threw everything at this seat except the kitchen sink. They had more people come here than they have ever before. And at the end of the day, the voters chose to vote for Labour and myself because they know that this is where safe, secure work is. And how many lies can you tell in a campaign, like honestly? The race in Patterson was also tight, with Meryl Swanson keeping her seat, despite Liberal challenger Brooke Vidnall narrowing the margin between the major parties. The Labour MP said she's thanking the community, and there's a lot on the agenda. One of the first things I really want to get uh, on board is, of course, the Newcastle Airport. I also want to get a briefing on where we're up to with the extension of the M1 so that we can get that going a lot quicker and also looking forward to uh, the funding of GP access and same job, same pace. Miss Vitnell conceded defeat, but she says the results prove Labor can't take the region for granted. Meryl Swanson now has the most marginal seat between Sydney and Tweed Heads, so I think that although she's been returned for a third term, I don't think Meryl Swanson should be entirely comfortable. It leaves Dr David Gillespie as the only remaining coalition MP in the Hunter, winning line with a large margin for the Nationals. It's not clear if the now former Regional Health Minister will hold on to the Shadow Ministry. He said he'll be keeping an eye on the Albanese government. Relieved that the long campaign is over and um, look forward to doing good things uh, from the opposition benches. Uh, uh, we will make sure that we hold the new government accountable for all their policies. A lot of them we disagree with, but we don't disagree on everything. There's some uh, things that we'll all be supporting. The University of Newcastle was under fire after producing a surplus of $185 million, despite announcing plans to slash courses and make hundreds of staff redundant the same year. Its 2021 annual report was tabled in Parliament on Monday, prompting an outcry with the National Tertiary Education Union. Newcastle branch president Dan Conway said it's a disappointing and hypocritical move. We say that that stockpiling needs to be made available for staff. We're currently in the middle of enterprise bargaining and it's going to be very hard to justify, from my point of view, cutting away entitlements and not giving staff pay rises that they deserve in light of this surplus. But Vice-Chancellor Alex Zielinski argues most of the cash is derived from the return on an investment the uni made 20 years ago. He says the union's comments are borderline irresponsible. So these gains and losses and surpluses only matters when you actually sell your assets or liquidate the assets. And we keep our assets there for, for the long-term purposes of the university, which is uh, paying for refurbishment of buildings and prograding teaching and learning spaces for our students. The union maintains, however, the money needs to be invested in staff instead of buildings.
Police announced a $1 million reward for information into the suspected murder of Gordana Katevsky in 1994. The 16-year-old was last seen being forced into a car in Charlestown while walking to her aunt's house. A coronial inquest in 2003 found she was likely deceased, most likely as a result of foul play. Detectives are now looking for a light-coloured single-cab Toyota Hilux with a silver work tray attached in relation to her disappearance. Gordana's mother, Peggy Katevsky, said she won't rest until she has closure. Put yourself in my shoes and walk in them for a bit. Uh, two, two seconds, that's what it'll take. And for the perpetrators, know it that I'll never give up. Until I, we get to the bottom of it, my face will be in your face 24-7 till my last breath. 2NURFM Sport and in sport this week, Knights' Tyson Frizzell was hoping to return to the Blues for the upcoming State of Origin, but doesn't have high hopes for being picked. With 14 rounds and the Blues jersey under his belt, Frizzell's focus remains on the Knights this year. The Northern New South Wales National Premier League was desperately seeking out alternatives to finish a waterlogged season. While use of the synthetic fields at Spears Point could save the season, the booked-out venue has made scheduling impossible. The league was wrestling with the fairness of some teams having training times, while others have barely taken to the field this season at all. And Jets striker Beko Mikotadze capped off a breakout first season in the A-League, with the 24-year-old receiving a recall to the Georgian national side. Mikotadze was the Jets' top goalscorer and Player of the Year recipient this season, and has withdrawn from the A-League All-Stars match to join his international teammates. And now you're up to date with the week's top stories from 2NURFM Hunter News.